HVAC 360 is brought to you today by Donuts. Be the hero of your next meeting with Donuts. But wait, this just in. These little edible gems have just been proven in back-to-back clinical studies to reduce weight and improve brain function in humans. Which studies? That's not important. But what is important is to remember to eat only the ones with holes in them. Spoiler alert, that's where all the calories go. And don't forget to get the sprinkles, because they're for winners. And you're a winner, aren't you? Donuts, grab a box today. What's up? Welcome back. This is episode number 107. Matt Nelson here, your host for HVAC 360, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. How do we do that? Well, we do that, as always, week by week, by sharing lessons learned in the field and talking with industry experts. But I don't stop there. I want to encourage you to double down on your weekly dose of HVAC knowledge by hopping on over to HVAC360.com and joining my growing community of people just like you. Uh, This is no more important than right now. Now, uh, if you're listening to this in real time, because in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be rolling something special out. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is, because that's for the newsletter people. Um, I will say that there's going to be a limited number of spaces, and it will be first and only available to my email list, uh, and they will get a greatly, deeply discounted rate. Um, in fact, if it sells out, they this thing may never go public, um, so you need to sign up today. So... What's up for this week? This week, I'm going to be talking about my new favorite plan. And what is that? That is the Performance Verification Testing Plan. Don't know what it is? Well, I'll talk about it just briefly. But before I get to it, I want to give a big shout out to JP1023, who gave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, JP1023. I greatly appreciate that review. All right, so back to the PVT plan. What is the PVT? That's the Performance Verification Testing Plan. Now, this is a uh, a unique requirement, and I you know I just went through it the first time with the uh, it's it's a requirement uh, with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Now they had put it together. This is this is actually basically a plan that is um, developed by the controls contractor uh, to complete. Um, and, you know, it's, it's basically tells the commissioning authority and the government that, yes, I've done to, I've done my point to point. Because, I mean, a lot of people in the commissioning world will understand what I'm saying is that, you know, the temperature controls contractor uh, does, quote unquote, I'll use air quotes, even though you can't see me on, on the air. I commission their own systems and that, and that's fine but what i really find out in the field is that there's no good documentation and that's where this pvt plan uh comes into play and actually getting them to say yes i have looked at every single point uh, because you and i know that without the documentation it's so easy to miss things and it's just a couple different things that you might not change uh or you might not go through and 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 it's it's tough to get everything uh so unless you have a plan that takes you step by step uh all the way through the process to check out all your points to check out all your sequences you don't know if everything 
everything's running completely right. Um, and as a commissioning authority, you know, I find that every single time when I sit down with a controls contractor, I know that there's some things that I'm going to find. Um, and, you know, most of my issues logs are with things that we found corrected and, uh, you know, had corrected uh, throughout the process. So this PVT plan now kind of goes a little bit, uh, you know, it takes... Um, it takes a little bit of the guesswork out. Now, unfortunately, just like all the contractors, and you know, I'm not harping on contractors. I think it's everybody in general. Everybody hates paperwork, um, and especially contractors. Um, now, this is again, this is something that was supposed to be developed by the temperature controls contractor, but it never did take place. Um, and I want to make sure that. Uh, we wanted to make sure, I mean, obviously it's a requirement in this Army Corps project, so we had to actually get it developed, and I helped the um, construction manager out on this one, and I went through, and I've kind of, I've got a couple samples, and, you know, I, I put it together, and I kind of tweaked it a little bit, and I came up with something that, you know, frankly, going through the process, I used a lot more. Um, so, well, let's 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 talk first about the basic outline of this. Um, this is you know you start off with some of the basic information uh, for the project. That's you know pretty much standard with all our forms. Um, then you go with the equipment designation, and this kind of if you look through it, it's like okay, you know here's the air handling unit number one, here's boiler number one, here's you know unit heater. Each it's broken down per equipment. Um, so it's it's kind of like you know the the for, uh, performance verification tests and the uh, um, uh, the pre-functional checklists and the functional performance tests. Not to be confused with the PVTs. Um, now, uh, once you get that uh, designation, um, there's a, uh, a signature for the building automation system, the temperature controls contractor, and the data was completed. Um, and it basically goes through the next big section and kind of has three, what I actually, what I developed is, is three big sections after that. The first section was a control sequence check. And this is, has, you know, everything from when does the unit actually run? Uh, what are some of the different sequences and set points that were supposed to be documented uh, for, you know, it could be very simple. It could be a, like this end up uh, may end up being like a one page form for exhaust fans and unit heaters, um, but a multi page form for uh, more complicated things like boilers and air handlers. Um, for the air handlers, you know, you're going to have the, you know, the supplier temperature reset. You're going to have a, a differential pressure reset. Um, you know what? What are you set and setting the the filter at? And again, these are some of the things that you're going to see if you ask for it. You're going to see it in the building automation system. But this is where you kind of not only you know say, hey, I'm going to set these uh, the filters at an inch, and this is how I tested to make sure that my filter. Uh, my my uh, filter sensor was actually uh, the differential pressure sensor for my filter was actually reading correctly. So you have to kind of go through the methodology a little bit. Um, you know, uh, again for air handlers, there's economizer, heating and cooling, supply fan sequence. When do you anticipate it? You know, starting up. Um, if you have, and I, and I guess a lot of the cases with uh, a lot of these. Um, uh, 
government facilities, you're going to, especially some of the smaller government facilities, you're going to have some uh, emergency shutdown procedures and, and what actually happens in there. Um, and then you're going to have the alarms and, and what alarms you're, you're, uh, you're actually setting up and, um, and again, what those, those uh, set points are. Now, the one thing that I put in there that wasn't necessarily in the original copies that I got, but I thought it was a good reference, um, was putting together the, uh, the, the, the control sequences. Now, on, typically on the control sequences, you're going to find them in two places. They're either going to be on the drawings or in the specifications. So, but typically what you find in the temperature control submittal is an exact copy of that. So that's a kind of a third place. You can actually get it and take it off the temperature control submittal. So what I did is I took each one of these control sequences and I cut and paste uh, into the document uh, what that control sequence was. So I'd have it there ready in case we wanted to reference it. Now, typically you could do that if you carried a set of drawings around or the specifications or if you had it on your, your iPad like I do. Um, but it is very easy to do this when you actually have a, like a paper document that you can kind of flip through, make notes, um, and just you know mark it up if you change the sequence at all or you change a set point. Um, and it really is uh, a good place to kind of do that. So um, again, I added the control sequence, the actual control sequence written by the engineer, um, into into this PVT, and I also put a copy, um, or actually um, uh, another suggestion that I might ha you know that might do in the future, is to actually go in and put the points matrix. If you've ever seen this on a lot of controls drawings in the uh, in, a, in a design set, um, it's actually listed out like here's the kind of the points that I want, and here's all the different things that you know I want to see on the graphics. I want to see an alarm for this point. I want to see a trend for this point. So it really that would be another area that you could kind of uh, take and incorporate. Oh, kind of a one-stop shop for okay, what with you know. What's what are we supposed to do for this piece of equipment? Um, and then you get the uh, building automation um, uh, input and output points. Um, so you have the analog input and output. You know, basically there you want to confirm. You know, dampers or dampers and valves are stroking fully. They you know they go to zero percent. They go to fifty percent. They go to hundred um, percent. Then you get the other side. You get the digital or binary inputs and outputs. And these really confirm the, uh, you know, the safeties. You make sure the safeties trip. Um, document the values again uh, if you haven't already documented. And documented how this was tested for repeatability. So when they come back, uh, when, the, when, the, when the government comes back, they want to see the, the PVT form, the PVT plan. And they want to kind of go through it. And so if there's any questions, they can go right to the plan and say, okay, this is how this was tested. Let's test it like that again. So it's, it's really kind of documenting what you're doing from a temperature control standpoint. And it's really, it's, it's really good. Um, also, uh, other things that you should have uh, with these uh, building automation input and output points, um, I just made a, uh, a simple uh, table with that. Um, they, should, they should include uh, whether they passed or failed a check um, doing the point-to-point um, obviously, you should, you should, they should all pass, and if it doesn't pass, you, uh, you should correct it until it does. But um, you're going to have the point description. You're going to have control the control name for the point, 
and whether or not the point is trended. And also, you're going to have a note section saying, hey, you know what, uh, we, there was issues with this one, we corrected it, just again, to document any issues of anything goes wrong in the future, you know, okay, this one was kind of problematic, and we, we had fixed it at one point in time, but it kind of, it kind of went off the, off the rails again. Um, you should also document, document uh, software control points. Now, these aren't necessarily uh, dedicated, hardwired input and outputs. These, as it says, these are kind of software control points uh, and their values. You know, uh, think about the set points for differential pressure. Um, that's not necessarily a hardwired point. That is actually a software point, a software value. And, uh, you know, those type of things also need to be, you know, trended and make sure that they're there. Um, things you, that you may want to include uh, is, if you have it, um, which controller these input and output points are on and the, uh, which actually, what point, what's the point location. Um, if you're, you're labeling uh, your points, then that's an easy way for you as a temperature controls contractor to diagnose, okay, I'm going to go to, you know, binary input uh, number 10 uh, or analog output number 3. So it really, uh, on your uh, sequence or on your, uh, your actual uh, input and output uh, devices, you're going to be able to actually troubleshoot that a little bit easier. So, all right, so what, what did I find out? using this whole thing again it's something that it really helped me understand the entire system from soup to nuts um, I don't know necessarily if if you know you kind of get the sense of this as a commissioning authority after you kind of go through you know if you do it if you do a design review sometimes you don't always get to do that um, but if you if you work through this plan um, you really kind of understand okay what this what's the schedule for this piece of equipment um, and you know which ones which other piece of equipment are linked to it you know if it's an air handler do you have exhaust fans that are on that same schedule you know what's the same what's the schedule um, it's a very simple kind of format that's that's exactly kind of a one-stop shop for everything that you need um, you don't have to keep checking the drawings um, and it's really a, a simple enough to explain the operation of each piece of equipment um, in simple terms and in terms that are consistent across all equipment and, and I guess basically what I mean by that is that hey you know you're, you're gonna have a schedule first so every time you look at a different piece of equipment you know what the schedule is sometimes the schedule is gonna be you know, it's available 24-7, or it's going to be available uh, only during the heating season, or it's, you know, it, it's, it's different things like that that, um, you know, helps you uh, understand what the requirements are. Uh, and it gives you a good point to, to be able to sit down with the temperature controls contractor and, and talk, uh, talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, I, I still think, you know, there's a place for the... Uh, the, uh, the uh, um, pre-functional checklists um, and the functional uh, performance tests but I really think that this this uh, performance verification test plan is something that uh, you know when done right it really does make it easy um, you know and especially if you're if you're wondering you know if the temperature controls guy goes what points do you do you want trended well if you have all the points on the paper you can go through piece by piece um, equipment by equipment which points that you actually want trended so you know it's it's something easily like that I guess something that I didn't mention at the top of the show that I wanted to kind of point out is you know 
I think that, you know, we talked about being thorough and deliberate and it's easy to kind of miss something. And I know that the some of the temperature controls, you know, the big temperature controls contractors out there, the big, you know, software providers um, have started getting automated checks um, for their system. Um, and, you know, that's 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 OK. But in general, I, I don't think it's it's not as simple and as clear as this uh performance verification test is i mean it doesn't have to be anything super lengthy it it is kind of on the longer side but you have again you have kind of that one-stop shop and that documentation for all these um performance verification tests um and you know and it's something that you know as i as a uh, commissioning authority to really get a handle on the uh, the system, I may end up doing one of these, you know, again, um, I may change the formula format a little bit. Uh, so some of the documentation I have or don't have, or I might request something from the temperature controls contractor, but I might add it or start adding it into my, uh, you know, into a, you know, some sort of plan to have a performance verification test, um, to make it that, that simple or that clear. Because um, it really was, you know, the way it laid out, it was super clear. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. Uh, if you know somebody who needs this information, uh, or if it's a topic that uh, that you're um, that you think was, you know, valuable, go ahead and pass this along. If you're not a subscriber, again. I urge you to go and join the growing community of people just like you over at HVAC360.com. And there's going to be some special treats coming uh, in, you know, uh, in the next couple of weeks with uh, some announcements that will only be available on the email list. So, uh, also, I would be greatly honored, again, you know, if you give me a, a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, I'll give you a shout-out. Um, and that's about it. All right, that's a wrap for this episode of HVAC 360. I'm Matt Nelson, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. And as always, know what you build and share what you know.